Sam Rossiano and Michael Lucas. Which one do you prefer? I'll tell you which one you prefer. The one I prefer. This is Emsolation. The night before my wedding, I walked in and there was Em and Adrian. What was going on? I am openly whoring stuff and you guys will applaud it. There are these weird parallels at times with you and Trump. There's a whore in the house. You're in Emsolation. So, Chris, um, we all know you're circumcised. Tell us more. Hello. I know that a lot of you have been waiting and wondering how Michael and I are going to respond to... Joe Biden being named as the president-elect of the United States, and you're going to get that today in spades. 98% of our chat is around what's been going on over the past few days, um, so I won't go into it now with our time together. But just know, we will filleth your cup. It will runneth over with total election nerd joy. We are both very glad that Donald Trump is going to be removed from making very important decisions. And however you feel about Joe Biden, and I know a lot of you have thoughts and feelings because you feel the need to send them to me, uh, unrequested. At least there is someone now there who is willing to have a seat at the table to discuss things with everyone, not just belligerently not show up. So that is coming your way. How are you feeling? It's been a strange old time. If you're in Melbourne, the sun has been out. Restrictions have been lifted again. We're moving closer and closer to COVID normal. We have had uh, zero cases, zero deaths, thankfully, for almost a week now. So we're on the up and up, Melbs. We can see it. And I don't know, yesterday was just a combination of euphoria over the elections and then realising that I can see people outside of my 25-kilometre bubble because I live in the bush. So that's been really great. And um, I'm going to start going back to the gym. Just things like that. Just a little bit of normality trickling in. I've been socialising with my friends. Normally I don't. <laughs> I realise I made myself so busy that I kind of just spoke to my friends via like DM on Instagram or text messaging. And I made a pact with myself that once restrictions lift, I would make sure that I saw the people that, you know, kept in touch with me that I missed the lockdown enabled me to really sort through the relationships in my life and realise the ones that I needed to put effort into sustaining and wanted to. So that's been another good thing to come from it. So I saw my friend Nazim Hussein, amazing comedian, one of the kindest people on the face of the planet. I adore him. He adores me. It's one of those, you know how I feel. I don't know if you know how, how anxious I am over my the way the comedic community view me, which isn't great. But he is one comedian that um, is a fan of my work and a fan of me and I, him. So anytime you see Nazim Hussein, know that he is one of us. Know that he's kind to me. And then I saw Michael again. I've seen Michael a lot over the last week. We had to make up for lost time. And my friend Santilla Chingayepe, some of you are familiar with. She's so brilliant. She's so brilliant. And I really am grateful to have her in my life because <laughs> she pulls me up on every ridiculous thing I say. And I need that. I need that kind of – she'll look at me when I say, God, I love the Queen so much. And she'll look at me and go, Em, the monarchy is very problematic. And I'm like, yeah, everything is problematic. She's good. If you're not across Santilla's work, you really should be. And just be grateful for yourself and for your kids if you have them that there is a woman like her out there just – holding people accountable for their shit. <laughs> so it's been it's been a, a time of socialising, putting myself out there. And also 
reflecting on what I'm going to do next year and the tour is something weighing heavily on my mind. People are already starting to announce tours. Tina Arena, my friend Tina, has announced she'll be doing a show and um, it's starting to like make me feel a little bit anxious because I need to start looking forward to that. I, the problem is I don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know what the rules are in Melbourne. We, we, currently you cannot do any sort of show in a theatre. So I feel scared about planning something because, you know, there's a lot of financial output at the beginning until you get the ticket sales money. So I've been thinking about that and thinking about what I want to say and I'd love to know what you guys would like to, you know, the topics you would want me to tackle. You know, I've always got kind of a theme and I had a show written at the start of the year that just really needed to go in the bin because it's just irrelevant now. (laughs) Some of it's relevant, I'll use some of it, but I've been thinking a lot about how women kind of over the age of 35, we kind of get erased. And I did touch on this in Rage and Rainbows where I look out into the media landscape and the advertising landscape and I don't feel represented and which is dumb, advertisers and, you know, and radio stations and TV stations not taking us seriously because usually if you're over 35, you've got relatively got shit together, you've probably got a disposable income, you're probably making a lot of decisions around the house. And I want to make women over 35 feel really viable and vibrant and important, you know, especially as you go into your 40s and 50s. I feel like women over 60 are represented in the, you know, not so much in the media obviously but in advertising and, you know, there's there's certainly a market for, for women who are kind of, you know, 60 and plus. But I think between the ages of 35 and 60 – Women are discounted where maybe we're not seen as kind of youthful and we, we don't have the ability, God forbid, to be sexy or be sexual. So, you know, I've been really, really marinating on that. And also I think you get to a point where you're like 35, 40, where I'm at, I'm 41, where I'm like, okay, so I'm kind of halfway. What is it? Who am I? What do I want? <laughs> Does anyone else? Are you all feeling that? Especially with the pandemic, pandemic, pandemic. Who am I? Sound like Ivanka Trump then. Especially with the pandemic, it's really given me time and space to think about the type of human I want to be. God, you guys have been along for the ride. And the type of work I want to put out into the world, the type of parent I want to be, the type of friend I want to be. So the next step for me is how is this going to shape like 2021 and onwards? So I'm marinating and percolating on the show idea for the tour next year. So I'd love your suggestions. This is me soliciting opinions. You know, I don't often. What do you want to see M. Rossiano tackle next year? <laughs> okay. I just want to manage your expectations. They're not going to be 12 Dancing Vaginas because I can't afford it, quite frankly. The show is going to be me and Dad, maybe Olivia and Peron, probably. A lot of singing. I want to sing. You know that I've said that. There won't be all the fireworks, spectacles, giant penises. It just won't happen. I can't afford it. And it's going to be very expensive to put a show on given all the COVID safe training we're going to have to do. The venue's a bit half capacity. Like it's just a whole thing, a whole world of hurt I'm dealing with that I don't want to bore you with. But just know it's not just a thing where I can just walk on stage. My Lucy, Lucy Gransby, my right-hand woman, has gone. She's gone to give birth. Selfish, selfish. She's off to have her baby, so she's on maternity leave. So I've been in denial over that. So I am looking for a new right-hand woman. So I've got a lot to think about. All right, well, uh, it's probably time I get off this intro part. Bring in my partner in crime. A lot to get through. It's a longie today, but, you know, you're all asking for it. It's been a big weekend of memes. It's been a big weekend of election talk. We're very excited. 
Let's get in. Play the music. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Okay, we're just going to get straight to it because everyone's here for it. Uh, hello. Hello. <laughs> this is frantic. And it is now my great honor to introduce the president-elect of the United States of America, Joe Biden. Magical unicorn of death. Maybe it's time for her to go to pasture. Oh, look, Although- I just want to give a kind word in the spirit of peace and healing. I would say that the seahorse would say to the unicorn, you were right about some things, mm. like elements mm. of the story. He is refusing to concede. That was correct. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, I think everyone thought he was going to do that. But And we didn't have a president on the night. We didn't have a president on the night. Mm, Thankfully, we're not going to be waiting months and going through Christmas with no president with the United States descending so into civil unrest. That's, that's not true. The, well, the- hopefully that requires Trump to not mount the legal challenges. Well, no, he's going to mount them. They're, they're all being mounted. Well, so there is potentially. There is. Re- we shouldn't We shouldn't speak too soon. Having said that, though. Let's put her in a nice stable, like, on the peaceful side of the farm. We'll check in on her every week, but let's not let her roam free anymore. Well, that's the thing about the unicorn's <laughs> predictions is that often you can't imp- – it's like the unicorn has always said New South Wales is going to have a second wave, and we still at this point can't say that that's not correct. The unicorn just could have been seeing the very long game. Mm. So, mm. yeah, of course. We're, and you would be – to completely ignore the unicorn's words would be tempting fate. <laughs> so true. Did you see on our Instagram – the coffee art that a guy did at uh, a cafe that one of the coffee was a seahorse and one of the coffee was a unicorn together in the same picture. Yeah. I didn't realise that was dead. I thought that was just some coffee art that was randomly about those animals. Was it for art? I'm going to assume it was. Probably wasn't. (laughs) Well, I just think, you know, I I thought it was. Who cares? Yes, it was. I have to say that there's no prediction I've given as a seahorse, that I'm happier to be right oh. on than this one. And wow. I, I, last night's the first night I've slept properly because mm. I, I kept waking up for all of those nights and just checking the vote tallies, making sure things were still going in oh. the right direction. I am intimately equated with the day and night teams of CNN. <laughs> I even started finding the grey-haired stat guy attractive. Like I went into a real weird kind of captive Stockholm syndrome situation where I was just looking to him for numbers the whole time, like just waiting to see if I could go to the toilet after he gave his numbers. Like I was waking up with, I, I fell asleep and my phone hit me in the head at one time. Cause I was yeah. <laughs> CNN also, they play the same promos again and again oh and again. God. It's crazy. Surely they knew the whole world was watching them. That was if I I started Elio started recognizing the the really emotive music they were playing over one of the investigative long piece long form promos mm. they were playing, and it would come on and he'd look at me and he'd start shimmying his shoulders. I'm like, okay, we've been watching this for too long. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> but yes, it was officially called. Um, I missed it. Well, it was like quarter to five in the morning in Australia. Yeah, but oddly, I was awake. But uh. Elio woke up then, and I just thought I looked at my phone and you hadn't texted me, and I'm like, okay, my. Be safe to go back to sleep. 
because you are always my first source of news. And um, then I woke up all of a sudden at 8 o'clock because he went back down for that long and it was just my phone was just a flurry from you. Just- <laughs> it was very exciting. I just had this thing where I woke up at that time. I, full disclosure, I had drunk a lot the night before, so it was probably all the alcohol <laughs> coming back to haunt me. But it could have also been just some part of my unconscious soul yes. that knew. And then, of course, check my phone, which is which is absolute, you know, death to the idea of going back to sleep again if you Absolutely. start looking at phone. You knew. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, oh, yeah. And it was good. I went to New York Times first. It was the headline. And then, and then, and it was so exciting being on Twitter watching people film all this stuff from New York. It honestly started, the thing that it most reminded me of watching it all play out weirdly is honestly the end of Return to the Jedi. Do you remember that? Remember when, yes. like, it cuts to, like, the Ewoks are dancing and this planet's dancing and everyone's just dancing. That's what it felt like. Well, someone put a meme up with the names of the Star Wars films um, and, and Joe's face was on Return of the Jedi. Uh, and the, the Empire Strikes Back was Trump. If you only knew the power of the dark side. It is very Star Wars-esque what's going on. <laughs> Vader has yeah. been defeated. There's a lot to unpack, obviously, still. Uh, it's Sunday in the States. Trump, the White House has said Trump won't speak publicly until Monday in the States. He has been tweeting. He has been tweeting. Oh, has he ever? <laughs> in all caps. Melania has tweeted. Um, She's supporting him, isn't she? She wants a legal and fair. <laughs> no, publicly she is. I just read an article where behind the scenes she's just going, just give it up, fat man. I have to say that if we think that we've seen some behind-the-scenes snitchiness in the in the four years of this presidency, imagine now that he's lost all power. Oh, Is it wait. wrong that I'm so excited? No. I'm so excited. I don't think we're going to get the extent of what we want because – you, win, lose or draw, Trump, this is a victory for Trumpism. So 70, what is it? How many, 75 million have voted for him so far? 71. No, Biden's just past 75. 71. So regardless of how you feel about Trump, 71 million people voted for him. So mm. he, that whole way of politics, that whole way of thinking, that bombastic, divisive, you know, it, it's here to stay. More, a- more people. He expanded his base. And there was yeah. a part of me, there was always that theory of, wow, maybe, you know, in 2016 there were all these sort of shy people who didn't feel like they wanted to vote for him that will now come out and his vote will be bigger. And that did happen. But yeah. thankfully, thankfully yeah. not as much as as uh, <laughs> the Democrats brought out their base. Thank God. I know. And can I just put out a public plea? Can you stop if you are someone who follows me and feel the need anytime I post about Joe Biden or Kamala Harris to say that Joe Biden's a pedophile? Can you please stop and just unfollow me? I'm so tired of people sending me links to videos about him being a pedophile. First of all, I don't want to watch any video with that title. Mm. And secondly, he is the most vetted politician in the history of American politics. That man has run for president, vice president. He's been at it. He's been in public office for 40 years for Christ, longer than our entire lives. You don't think that the FBI, that the Democrats, that anyone in association with him has run the checks, has investigated that to the ends of the earth. Do you think that Barack Obama... (laughs) would associate with someone who is in a pedophile ring. Like, stop it. And the videos you're sending me have been doctored. They're deep fakes. I don't want to see them. Michael, I I was just bombarded with them yesterday. Yeah. And it disturbs me that anyone that that follows me thinks that 
from anything I've posted that I want to see that or that I believe it in any way. Don't mm. believe it. I believe Biden has his faults. I'm it's certainly no, you know, I've read all the, the opposing arguments to him and Kamala because people that I really love and trust don't like her. So I get all that. Oh, totally. But also, because I, 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 I was, I was thankfully not having any of that, but then I certainly was getting a lot of people sort of saying, you know, we shouldn't be so happy about them and blah, blah, blah. And I, I you know, I, on one level I understand, but on another level, like it's the end of the Trump presidency. And I know yes. that Trumpism will live on. I'm not deluding myself about that, but also they accept climate science. And, exactly. And the fact that they'll re-enter Paris is going to put so much more pressure on ScoMo. Yeah. And yeah. there are so many reasons to feel relief and it's okay to have a couple of days. Yeah, True. I'm sure things are going to be shit and the Senate might not go their way mm. and all these sort of things might happen, but oh, we just give us a week of enjoying just and no, and all these people like doing this, just know that, you know, the head of the Black Lives Matter movement, there's a whole bunch of people who yeah, oppose Kamala's, especially his politics and her arrest record when she was the, what was she? in the? She was the DA in California. That's it. I, they all have said they just, yes, they disagree with Biden, but they at least they get a worthy opponent. At least they get a seat at the table with someone who understands the democratic process, who will listen to them, who will allow them to lodge, you know, like it, it, they, they were facing a baby. They were basically coming up with someone who wouldn't even meet them in the room. Oh, so, and who was actively, you know, inflaming all of the worst exactly. parts of society. I mean, if you can't look at this situation and I see know. the dramatic way <laughs> that things are going to be better not having Donald Trump, then you can't <laughs> see the wood for the trees. No, I can't see any. I don't understand how anyone would agree that the way Trump does things is good for the world. The president shouldn't be a cult leader. The president shouldn't be on hats or in like it shouldn't be a church. That's no. not how that's not how it should run. That's how dictatorships start, people. That is how dictatorships start. Sorry, I'm just gonna lower my voice. Um, so, <laughs> so when did you? I cried about 14 times. Very, very many trigger points. <laughs> Van Jones was the first one. Who was the oh, CNN? I'm off him. I'm off him. Why? He's problematic. Oh, everything is problematic. Why? Why is he? I have the same thought. And so we, you and I saw Santilla yesterday. Yeah. My friend Santilla Chingayepe. And um, I was talking to her last night and she said, I looked up that video you told me to look up of Van. And she said, you know, he's really problematic. And I said, why? And then she sent me 10 photos of him sycophanting over the Trump family, having selfies with Donald Jr., laughing with the president. Yeah, but I'm just talking about the words he said about being a parent in the Trump. I'm not, yeah, but I'm not he, running a character like the- assessment on him to say that he's he captured something that I think every, he articulated something I think everything was feeling. Everyone well, was feeling. Well, people are saying maybe crocodile tears because he loves the Trump family. If he, if he felt so strongly about the Trump's administration, why is he hanging out with them? Well, because uh, firstly, I don't think that annuls his comments. I think we're getting into ridiculous territory if we're saying we have to chuck out everyone says because they've had a selfie with the Trump. He, Yes, obviously he's a person that sits closer to the centre, but uh, he certainly spoke very eloquently both he when did. Hillary was defeated and then last night there was that one. I did cry when I saw it, but then Santilla told me it was problematic. But let's have a listen here. We'll have a listen now. He did... It, it was very, it was a very touching moment. Well, it's easier to be a parent this morning. It's easier to be a dad. It's easier to tell your kids character matters. It matters. Telling the truth matters. 
being a good person matters. Okay. So, yes, lovely <laughs> and um, true. How do you teach your kids as a parent that it's important to be good when the leader of the country is very, very bad? I know, although I have to say, by and large, I'm impressed with a lot of kids. Like when mm. I see all my friends' kids, how many of them just intuitively know that Trump is a bully and a dickhead and, yeah. and are, are delighted that he is gone? Mm. TikTok is anti-Trump. The, the overwhelming of people on TikTok already knows all about everything because of TikTok. She's also joint which TikTok, but we'll talk about that later. I think that's part of the reason why Trump wanted to shut it down. Because it's just so many young kids on there mocking him. <laughs> and then Kamala ringing Joe. We did it. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. <laughs> oh, I love that video so much. I know. I yes. want to know where she was jogging. It looked lovely. I presume in Delaware somewhere. Yeah, that is that because she's from LA, isn't she? So yeah, she must have yeah, be, yeah. been hanging out in Delaware. And I love just like looking at all the secret service around her. She's just having a casual jog. Then you just see all the big cars drive past in the background. The two dudes on the far side of the road, like just watching everywhere. Like that's all going to change. Do you know what's interesting though? Um, Jill Biden will be the first lady in 231 years with a full-time job. I know. I love that. <laughs> She's going to go leave the White House and go out and teach. It's awesome. She won't be able to. That will last a month. Why? Nah, because the kids will be put at risk. You watch. It's all fun and games now and then 9,000 Secret Service agents will need to be at the school and it'll just be so disruptive. She, she won't be able to. It's sad, but the press will be there every day. Imagine yeah, but Michelle I mean, Obama, Obama kids did it. went to a normal school. But Michelle Obama wasn't teaching them. No, but their children were there. I mean, you would think that they're the. I mean, you know, they've been nah. they've been politicians' kids have been kidnapped before. Once again, the unicorn is saying she is going to go and teach her classes, <laughs> and I'm sure there'll be a heavy, heavy security presence. But it'll sure, be fine. Sure. When else did you cry? Oh, look, just, I would say just miscellaneous celebrations made me cry. Like the people that were, I loved at the gas station where someone was playing Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You and everyone was dancing on the roofs of their cars. That looked incredible. Just generally all the shots of New York at the exact moment with people started Mm. beeping their horns and then, and then everyone checking their phone. But Mm. then, I mean, the real floodgates, frankly, were in the speeches. I mean, I was ready Mm. for it. I was primed. And then... They had re- uh, they both of them looked really good, really mm, good. Mm. Yeah, Biden looked up and about. The people of this nation have spoken. They've delivered us a clear victory, a convincing victory, a victory for we the people. You and I have said this multiple times. We want to know what his vitamin regime is. We want the energy of that man. At I know. 78 years old, what is he, what are they pepping him up with? The sprightly jog he did out. I mean, that's going to live in meme <laughs> glory forever and ever and ever. And there he is bounding onto the stage. Just a few weeks short of 78 years old, determined not to show it right now, feeling this moment. The sprightly jog, when any time Trump goes up or down anything, he has to grab the railing. I think it was very deliberate. Someone said to them, Joe, Whatever it takes, whatever we have to shoot your knees up with, you got to jog to the party. <laughs> Smart move. I would have done the there thing. was a little part of me that was going, please don't slip, please don't slip, please don't slip. <laughs> but he was there, he was fine. And then, oh, yeah. And then I, he looked, I think they had, they definitely had the Hollywood wash lights on. There's no question. But oh, yeah, even despite that, they both look spectacular. She wore the cream White pantsuit, which is now silk. the tradition for Democrat breakthrough women <sighs> at, at any level of government. And, mm-hmm. but it was, yeah, it was matching that jacket with the white silk, beautiful choice. Stunning, with a pussy's bow. I love a pussy's bow. Yeah, 
And they had all the cutaways ready. So when she was talking about what it would mean for little girls mm-hmm. to look at it, they had the girls sitting there and thankfully they didn't do anything weird with their faces, those girls. <laughs> <laughs> It was absolutely pitch perfect. And I was reading, they wrote Joe's speech many months ago and then just kind of tweaked it along the way. But he's, and that's the thing I was reading this morning. I was, I was reading about how he kind of decided to run to to become the nominee of the Democratic Party. And he kind of outlined what he wanted to do to all the people in the Democratic Party, you know, the people up the top. And they're like, no, Joe, we need to go hard. We need to be left. We need to be in Bernie Sanders territory to beat this guy. And Joe fought the whole way he's like no this is a patriotic crusade to save the soul of america we're going to be safe we're going to be methodical we're going to be consistent like Mm. and it's true it does feel like you know uncle buck has been in charge of the kids for the last four years and yeah dad's come home yeah dad or granddad the steady hand and America needed safe and boring and consistent. They needed that. Like at the end of the day, at the end of the four years, they were all high on sugar. They were all run out. They'd broken everything and they're just looking around going, please, someone parent us. Please. I know. And and there is this sense as well that America, over this period of time, America and the whole world, we've all sharpened up our demonization skills so well. <laughs> like anyone can be teared down and mm. and – in some ways, to sort of snap us out of this bullshit if we can. It's like you need someone that it's almost impossible to really horrifically demonise. And, I mean, I know you've got the, the weird deep fakes, <laughs> yeah. but they're just ridiculous. He's like a warm bowl of porridge after uh, yeah, exactly. training. Yeah, exactly, even digging up stuff about Hunter Biden. And in oh. the end, that just leads you to those beautiful tweets. He's, and then, like, he's, you know, he's got rescue dogs, for Christ's sake. Oh, he's got German Shepherds, final, a tradition. The, Trump was, like, one of the first presidents. Presidents don't have dogs in the White House. Yeah. That says a lot. And he's just, uh, you know, whatever you think of his politics, there is sort of this unmistakable empathy and heart about him and a killer smile that he flashes every once in a while. Yeah, I love that. But, I mean, regardless of what you think about his politics, at the centre of that is a decent man. You can't say the same for the current president. You just can't. For all those of you who voted for President Trump, I understand the disappointment tonight. I've lost a couple times myself, but now let's give each other a chance. It's time to put away the harsh rhetoric, lower the temperature, see each other again, listen to each other again. And to make progress, we have to stop treating our opponents as our enemies. They are not our enemies. They are Americans. You put everything aside, like whatever, whatever fence you're on, Republican, Democrat, left, right, there is a good man who will do his best. You cannot say that for Trump. Everything that Trump does is for Trump. Mm. He's total self-interest president. This is a fraud on the American public. This is an embarrassment to our country. We were getting ready to win this election. Frankly, we did win this election. We did win this election. Look, I look forward, you know, what the weird sense of, like, doom glee of the transition phase. I've already been on the website, buildbackbetter.com. That's the official Biden-Harris transition website. I've gone and read it all. I'm very happy with what they're putting forward. But the fact of the matter is the transition team are kind of standing at the gates of the White House with a (laughs) fuck ton of disinfectant, hazmat suits, ready to get going, and 
Trump will not open the gates. He's, he's sending out the killer. Like this is the this is what we're at right now. The comic high point of this whole weekend, as I'm sure everyone knows, is the Four Seasons total landscaping debacle. <laughs> which explain it. Okay, so <laughs> this happened. As all the news was blooming out because they tried to organise this press conference before the election was called. Mm. And there's a couple of different theories as to how this came apart about. The first one is the funniest and therefore my favourite. Um, <laughs> it was Rudy Giuliani. Basically, he wanted to have a press conference to come out and just pour shit over the legitimacy of the election and say there's going to be legal tra- challenges and all that bullshit, all the stuff that he's been pushing, like the weird old penguin from the old Batman that he is. And, oh, my uh, God, he is. He, yeah, he's so the penguin. I don't know how Is that Danny DeVito? Is that who played that role? Yeah. Oh. And Preston Sturgis or something back in the old one. I'm going to unleash the most bizarre, senseless barrage of umbrellas onto Gotham City. It'll be senseless to everybody but the Batman. I'll never unsee him. Oh, he is the penguin. The way he dresses, you could see him with a little, like, monocle. The monocle. Yeah, and the first hint you got of it was Trump was tweeting press conference at Four Seasons Total Landscaping in Philadelphia. And then the Four Seasons Hotel had to put out a tweet saying, we just want to confirm that this is a completely separate business. The press conference will not be at the Four Seasons Hotel. It's, oh. The landscaping business is a completely separate entity. And so it seemed that the campaign team in had, like, you know, been told to set up a press conference at the Four Seasons Hotel and had, like, Google mapped Four Seasons and accidentally put down the address for Four Seasons Total Landscaping. A counter theory has emerged. I mean, I love that one. And we should also say that the business that they had, so they put, they put Trump signs on a on a garage roller door what? and then did the press conference. And it is right around it is crematorium, is it? Or, or a mall? Yes, yep. A crematorium and a um, yep. dildo shop. Like, <laughs> you could not write it better. However, the new theory is that in actual fact, the problem they were having in Philadelphia is because I mean, the the most bizarre thing about this whole election is the cities, the divide between cities and countries is so intense. And basically, there's nowhere safe for the Trump legal team to have Mm. a um, press conference in the cities. And when I say safe, I just mean to not have people driving by yelling at them. Yeah. And so they deliberately picked a little corner of the city that wasn't as blue as everything else. And so it was actually (laughs) intentional. And Trump got confused and he first tweeted something about the hotel or whatever. But I want to just believe the first theory. (laughs) Whichever way you slice it, just the fact that when Joe Biden's name was announced and all of the cities of America erupted like Return of the Jedi, the fact that they were at this little total landscaping roller door in the middle of this shitty part of the city. Between dildos and dead people. Oh, it was so glorious and and such a poetic end. Yeah, I think we just found the name of the episode too. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it all remains to be seen. Obviously, at the time of recording, he has not conceded. He has not conceded defeat and half of the Republican Party agree with him and apparently half don't. George Bush, George W., the highest profile Republican so far to congratulate Joe and basically said, well, we don't agree on politics. I know him to be a very good man. And crucially said that Americans will come to say that this election was fair. Correct. mm. Basically saying, (laughs) get fucked, Donald Trump. He was still sort of gracious to Trump. He was actually. Yeah, I mean, you have to be. He's very powerful. So what's your favourite celebrity celebratorial moment? 
our dog Jennifer Lawrence's energy as she just ran screaming in the streets <laughs> in her pajamas. Yeah. I saw Chrissy Teigen and John Legend hanging out the top of their car through the sunroof, driving West through the Hollywood. streets of LA. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> brave, brave. But and and uh, John has made his own remix of "Fuck Donald Trump." We can probably play a little bit of it now. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yep. So that was blaring, and um, John just whipped that up for the occasion. Oh, beautiful! I, I, I have enjoyed that. Oh, uh, Lizzo reposted. Lizzo's oh. got this series, her Bye Bitch series, where she's always yeah. on a different strange vehicle and she smiles at camera and says, Bye, bitch, and then yeah. goes off laughing maniacally. And she had this incredible, like, jet ski jet that ski. she was on. Yeah. Bye, bitch. <laughs> Gaga, just emotional. <gasps> hey, everybody. I hope you're all celebrating. I hope that all the women know in this country that there is a real, real reckoning and a real change. And I hope that people whose voices who have been oppressed by power, I hope that you know that your voices were heard. I'm, I'm honestly kind of speechless. This is, this is a very special, special day. Okay. Let's talk Gaga before we finish up on this chat. Yeah. <sighs> inauguration, inauguration. Okay. Which Gaga do we want? Like we, we want, Tony Bennett Gaga, right? Is that what we want for inauguration? Yeah, I wonder whether she'll sing The Way You Look Tonight. Um, I also oh. wonder whether she'd even bring Tony Bennett because if the yeah. whole theme is like we're going to heal the divides in the generation, like she's got that whole project she did with Tony Bennett. Yes. And so the idea of her as this young mega left Italian woman yes. um, match with Tony Bennett might be a good look for that. But that typically, as Beyonce did, you sing a standard, like you get yes. your latest pop star, but you sing a classic. So mm. something in that family might be good but she is i think she's pretty much got it on lock because she did go and do that campaign stop on the last night in philly which yeah. ended up being the place that tipped it over she also introduced a fantastic new way to campaign in a state which is i once <laughs> dated someone in this state <laughs> so therefore which i think could be a game changer in elections yeah. I think, you know, she, her, Stacey Abrams and Gaga could be held up there as, you know, the reasons <laughs> some people won states. But I, I also want to float the idea of I think there's going to be multiple divas. I feel like it's not just going to be one performer at the inauguration. Well, Yes, well, there's, there'll be the ball, but then in addition to that, there's got to be like the national anthem and there's all yep. sorts of things. Yeah, yep. totally. So, I mean, could we be seeing Lizzo? <gasps> could we be seeing mm. Beyonce? Beyonce Could has be. had a good – I feel like Beyonce was the Obama years and she was great for that. Although do you remember when she mimed the um, national anthem and she had to and then she went on Instagram afterwards or social media afterwards and said, I can sing it for real and then sang it a cappella. Of course she can. And I would mime too. That is the most important – oh, my God. It's th- There is no way you would do that live unless you were Whitney Houston. She's the only person I've seen – nail the American National Anthem, and it is bloody hard to see. I thought Gaga nailed it live at the Super Bowl. Yeah, she was pretty good. She yeah. wasn't Whitney. Okay. No. Well, no one is. Whitney at the Super Bowl. Have you seen that footage of her oh, sweaty of and beautiful? Yeah. So sweaty. And her hair, like, she, she just, oh, my God. That's my favourite performance of the Star Spangled Banner. Well, obviously, inauguration is something we'll be watching very closely. 
Oh, yeah. And just the fact that we're entering this world where we're stopping obsessing. We can laugh at Donald Trump's treats without wondering so much if they're going to trigger a nuclear war and instead focus on what we're all about, which is what dress will she choose? Oh, what will she choose? What hair colour, all of it. I think she'll be more Stephanie Gemolotta on that day than Gaga. I I think think, so too. I think she'll be more Stephanie Gemolotta and that's cool. I'm down for that. I just, I don't want to scare people, but I do want everyone to just keep your eyes on whoever comes to replace him is going to be oh, even I know. worse. He has even, opened the portal. Oh, my God. And they will be coming through these demon Republicans who will be so savvy, so slick, so young. They've been emboldened and Trump 2.0, whoever that is, will be ten times the terrifying prospect that Trump has been. Just but then, don't the, be the but worst then to do. that's true. I know that that's true. But the unicorn is going to just jump in here and say <laughs> the seahorse. You're the seahorse. Oh, sorry, the seahorse the is going to jump in yeah. and say yeah. that he did have a lot of things up his sleeve. That, like for example, his public profile, thanks to The Apprentice and his place in American imagination, it's hard for emerging people now to achieve that. I think. Got four years and a very powerful media family behind you. Yeah, but but I think that that was what really worked is that he was in this sort of beloved entertainment franchise for so long. So it would have to like for for people like Tim Don Smith Jr. in in Victoria at the moment who's trying oh. to emulate him <laughs> pathetically. He just doesn't have that kind of that kind of presence. And then also, you know, he also timed it so he was coming in after eight years of Democrats, and he was coming in opposite Hillary Clinton, who there was a little conflict about it. There were a lot of things that played to his favour and Rupert's backing as well. And Rupert might disappear soon, Rupert Murdoch. You know that I study a lot of trends and I just feel like it's going to be four years of a steady hand. It'll be slow and steady and that will annoy a lot of Americans and whoever comes up against Biden will be... Well, it's worse. It'll be probably whoever comes up against Harris, which is scary. Yeah, and it, it'll it'll be it. It could be a Trump offspring. Let's not count that out. Oh, totally either. it could be. <laughs> Do you know what could I mean? Be, it could be Trump himself as well. A hundred percent, or it could Don Junior, who Trump would heavily endorse and rally the base because his son will be able to get rid of all the charges against him. So I just watch that space. I'm terrified, but let's focus on the next four years. Yay! Before you go, something did happen on the weekend that normally would cause for like a live stream from us and a celebration. I know. Lifting of more restrictions in Melbourne. I know. It was so a new happened? era. They changed the press conference colours. <laughs> Behind Dan, and the slogan is now "Stay safe, stay open," and it's a and it's sort of a creamy background. Dan came out in the in the suit jacket. He did not go North Face. Okay, 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 okay. And what did he give us? I haven't even checked. He's just got rid. Like now, there's no. Well, I mean, the thing is, things have been so loose recently that you, you haven't really felt like you've been in any kind of lockdown. But yeah, yeah things like um, the 25k limit's gone yeah. now. Cinemas are going to open, which I'm very excited about. And yeah. you can have. T- you will in a couple of weeks. I think have be able to have ten people around at your home, and restaurants can double their capacity, and beauticians can go back. The beautician community is Thank delighted. God. Yes. But yeah, under yes. normal circumstances, it would have been huge. It was. It was. I do have to say, though, it did at yesterday to have that election result, to wake mm. up to that, and then to mm. also have the easing of restrictions. And also, if you were in Melbourne, it was, and as it is today, it was exquisite yesterday. Yeah. We picnicked. We picnicked oh, hard. The gentlest breeze, yeah. sort of like low 20s, oh, crystal clear. <laughs> Everything so is green. There's been a lot of rain. Day. Man, it was just it was just a good time to be alive. I was hungover and I didn't care. <laughs> 
No, we drank champagne out of coops in the park. We did. We <laughs> Is that did. illegal? Yeah, um, no, that's of course that's legal. But uh, yeah, no, Melbourne, we are we are now officially on to the last stage of masks of- is the last frontier for us. That's the last, and that will be the last thing to go, won't it? Yeah, but I mean, I, I think I, I noticed that, uh, that after he delivered all of the restriction changes, he was grilled about the masks, and I and for me, it's fair what enough. Did he Let's say? just keep him on. Did he say? Oh, because it was back to those questions. <laughs> It was. I had to turn it off because I was so buzzed about the US election, I couldn't handle it. But it's back to those questions like, if you are walking alone in a park, oh. why do you, and he would just go, look, it's just easier from our perspective to have a simple rule. If you're outside of your house, wear a mask. And mm. if we start putting all these qualifications on it, it'll get complicated. That's the rule. And then, but they, you know, that was the only thing they really had to follow up on. So they just kept grilling about that. And I, I had to change the channel. But it's I, mean, also I respect them sense. for doing their jobs. I should just say I know that's their jobs. Just, it's just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so sick of people looking for things to shit on. Do you know? Just had it. Mummy's had it. Mummy's had it. But she's excited, and we we can't talk about it because we've been going for too long. But the Australian cast of Hamilton, the musical, has been announced. Uh, my friend Lyndon Collins Watts has been announced as Burr, the pivotal role that gets the best song. I'm very excited for him. I'll be talking about it in the lead up too. I'm going to try and get him to come on the podcast. But let's all get behind Australian live performance. If you're in Sydney and you're listening, book a ticket. You will not regret it. You you know how much Michael and I love it. Like you just let's support our the arts industry. My tour will go on sale early next year. Make sure you support me, but support these people as well. <laughs> <laughs> I get really anxious when I see people announcing tours. I feel very like um, worried and impatient that I should be getting on mine. Like I should, like I don't know. I'm just like Tina Arena announced a national tour. I today. saw that today, and I was like, <laughs> should I, and I did think I mean? to myself, I might buy a ticket to that. And then a little part of me thought, but will I have money left over for M? I'm just kidding. Of course, oh my I didn't. god, stop it! <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't no one's say thinking that. that. Your just- crowd is locked in, and they've been starved of a tour for the past year. So of course okay, they're going to come out, Go and on. you're no doubt going to brand it as the whole "we're out of the shit fight" that was 2020. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's grab yourself yeah. some white yeah. wine. We're working on it. We're working on it. Just all I'm saying is keep April May. Free. It's all I'm saying. <laughs> the entire two months. Yep. Uh, yep. I'm not confirming or denying a tour then, but I'm not not saying it's going to happen. April, May. All right. We've been going for three hours. We're very excited. We're spent. Um, we are. I'm going to need to take this week off now. That weekend was just. <laughs> <laughs> I know you and I have gone. We've seen each other. We've seen each other like four times in the last week. And I said to God, you're the only person I've been socialising too much Like this is the first Monday morning in a while (laughs) Where I can feel the residue of the weekend (laughs) And I haven't had that I've arrived at every Monday in lockdown Just feeling like desperate for work But not today I've got that sort of sore throat thing (laughs) happening Anyway Oh god All right. we'll chat later in the week We will, goodbye Bye This is Emsolation Okay, well that's all we've got time for Thank you so much for listening We'll be back later in the week don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. Can you hear in my voice? I've had a weekend of socialising. <laughs> my energy levels are low. I have to go and kind of just sit in a dark, quiet corner for a bit. I saw way more people and did way more talking than I've done in a very long time. Even my voice is croaky from speaking <laughs> so much. Have a wonderful day, whatever you're doing, whenever you've listened to this. I appreciate you. I see you. And um, we'll talk later in the week. 
Bye. Oh, bye. I mean, that was, who was? Oh, God, she's lost. Bye, darlings. <laughs>